podcast. Remember, I'll keep it short and sweet, but you can hit repeat. And don't forget to floss. What's happening, everybody out there in podcast land? It's me again, Derek Ogden of the Derek Ogden Podcast. Thank you for joining me once again for one of my rants. Today, I'd like to talk about Jill Stein. It is December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day, 2016. 75-year anniversary of Pearl Harbor. And Jill Stein, if it is not absolutely crystal clear to everyone by now that she's a total scammer, then you're stupid. From what I've seen in the both the Michigan and Wisconsin recounts, Trump has actually widened his lead over Hillary Clinton. Her Twitter account, she's been making posts to it. Um, about an hour ago, she posted that we have a case of electoral Jim Crow in Michigan. Uh, hashtag recount Michigan. Uh, 15 hours ago, so late last night, or early this morning, she said, let's make voting easy by automatically registering every U.S. citizen once they turn 18. My response to that is, okay, they pretty much get automatically registered for selective service if they're a man, so why not register them to vote? But if we're going to do that, let's also do this. Let's make everybody get voter IDs. Uh, photo IDs, rather. Let's, let's make everybody have photo IDs. So if you're going to force everybody to vote, and again, just, just from my personal opinion, I think this is really stupid, just for the record. But this is, this is her idea. Let's register everybody to vote as soon as they turn 18. Okay, well, if we're going to register those people to vote, let's also register them in our governmental photo catalog. Let's make sure we know who they are and where they live and what they look like. I mean, if, if we're going to do the voter ID thing, we're going to know who they are and where they live and what party they're affiliated with. So why can't we know what they look like? It's crazy. It's really crazy. She knew all along that there were not going to be, she said all along that there were not going to be any changes to the uh, election results due to their, due to their, um, you know, results from the recount in any way, shape, or form. And she didn't think that there was even even any any uh, bad practices going on there that would cause them any suspicion. But she just wanted to recount because it was close. It was close, and Trump won. If it was close and Clinton won, there would be no, no attention paid. Um, but here's the reasoning for that. It's not that Jill Stein even really... It, that's not because Jill Stein wanted Hillary to win. The reason they didn't do any recounts in close states that uh, Hillary won is because the Trump voters don't care. Nobody who voted for Trump is going to go out and try to get a recount in any particular state unless they're just completely insane. It'd be a very small percentage of people with very little money behind them. And... You're not going to recount a state to see if your guy won when your guy won the overall election. You don't really care at that point. So from Jill, Jill Stein's perspective, there's no money for her to be raising in that 
arena. There's no money there for her to raise. However, there are the gullible Clinton supporters who would be willing to donate to maybe find some uh, malicious voting, you know, some nefarious voting practices or some sort of Jim Crow thing she's got going on. Like, this woman is raising money off of this. This whole, we have a case of electoral Jim Crow in Michigan. Hashtag recount Michigan. That is all part of the steam behind her machine that is bringing in cash from gullible, left, far left, crazy Clinton supporters that think that somehow the non-establishment candidate was able to arrange for some sort of voter fraud or some voter suppression in the state of Michigan or Wisconsin. I mean, that's where she's raising her money from. So it's good for her if everybody thinks there's Jim Crow stuff because she can raise more money. This is all just a money-raising scam. It's been what I've been saying and what most conservatives have been saying from the get-go, and even a lot of the Democrats that you know had voted for Hillary and wished that Hillary had won are looking at this and going, this is, this is an obvious scam. But there, there are those that... Somebody gave this woman a few million bucks to do it. It was three or four million dollars she raised. So somebody gave her the money. And I doubt it was somebody just writing a million dollar check either. It was probably little donations, you know, five bucks here, 10 bucks there, whatever. I'm not really sure. I haven't looked into it because it doesn't really need to be looked into. It's a scam either way. So that being said, I think every day that goes by is going to further expose this woman as just being a total scoundrel. Um, it was pretty obvious from the get-go. She was just pulling these strings. It was a it was a bright idea for her. Uh, the Clinton people eventually, you know, threw her a little bit of support. Uh, didn't want to throw her too much support. Um, but hopefully that'll just put the nail in the coffin for Hillary Clinton. Like you know, you you you, you pressured Donald Trump to say, I'll accept the results of this election. She said she would re- accept the results of this election. Donald Trump looked looked at looked the camera right in the lens and said, well, we'll have to see what happens. I'll, you know, we'll see what the, how it turns out. You know, he didn't want to say, I'll accept the results of this election no matter what, because he didn't know what was going to happen. There could have been massive voter fraud that was provable and completely blatant. And if he had said, I will accept the results of this election, it would have made him look foolish the way this makes Hillary look foolish for not accepting the results of the election because they're, is no reason for suspicion. Just like Jill Stein, I've heard her say it twice on CNN in a live video interview. She's Skyping from her palace, wherever it is, on her freaking, on her uh, iMac, Skyping with CNN and saying, well, we have no reason to believe there's anything nefarious going on. We have no reason to think there was any form of voter fraud. We have no reason to think that the original election count is in any way, shape, or form inaccurate. But donate money so that we can just do the recount and make absolutely sure. The important part of that statement being, donate money. Send me cash because it's a good idea. By the way, if anybody wants to send me some cash, uh, just go on DerekHogman.com, shoot us an email, and I'll tell you where to send the cash. It's always good. It's always good if people are sending you cash, right? That's not a bad thing. 
If you've got a problem with trying to figure out what to do with all the cash that people are sending you, just call me and I am willing to help. But that's the whole idea behind Jill Stein's little little uh, shenanigans here. That that's what that is what she is doing. She is not doing anything else. All she is doing is raising cash. So, all that being said, uh, I have not been on a lot of social media for like the last two weeks. Been very busy. Had a lot of stuff going on. A lot of good stuff. Just um, you know, running around like a chicken with my head cut off, and it's all good. But, um. You know, it's like you, you, you step away from things for a little while and you're not so involved. You know, I'm probably more, I probably spend more on more time on social media and on the internet and stuff than the average person does just because of my job. Being an IT, you know, engineer and doing what I do, I'm online a lot. I see a lot of news clippings. I see a lot of things that I just read and, you know, look at it in passing and move, you know, move on with the rest of my day. So, and then if it's something interesting, I'll go back and I'll research it later. And that's sort of my entertainment. I like to, I like to read things and under, try to understand things and take things from another perspective. You know, every time my dad walks in my house, I've got, you know, I have TVs in my house now for the first time in like seven years. He, he walks in, I got CNN on. He's like, what are you watching this garbage for? I'm like, I like to hear what these idiots say. I like to understand what these people say. And I love how people always immediately jump to the conclusion that I watch Fox News. I don't, I've maybe watched, uh, altogether, I've maybe watched uh, 15 to maybe 30 minutes of Fox News in the last 12 months. And that's generally been when I'm sitting somewhere waiting for my tires to get rotated. And it just happens to be on the TV. I don't sit around and watch Fox News all day and believe that it, you know, or, or even when I do see it, I don't believe anything they say, just like I don't believe anything that CNN says. You got to do your own homework. You got to look into things. And, um, you know, it's interesting to think about the fact that, you know, when I was when I was in college in the early 2000s, so 10 years ago, when I was in school, I would do a paper and when I did that paper, I would have to show sources for it, like where we learned this, where, where I got this information from. And where I got the information from would have to be a credible, a credible source. And I really pity the people that are out there now because there's so many fake sources. There's so many fake sources out there on the World Wide Web. This is such a powerful tool that we have. I remember... When I was a kid, I mean, even in high school, in the in the late '90s, uh, up to 2001, was my graduating year. But I, just the conversation about the internet back then was, how dare you not do your own research? How dare you not spend the time to understand what you think? And understand the opposite of what you think from the other side. How dare you not educate yourself with such a tool at your disposal? With a library at our school that had probably around 50,000 books in it, you could read one of those books a day and still not read everything in that library. I mean, you spend 50,000 days reading a book every single day and still not get through everything in that library in a reasonable amount of time. 
When the fact of the matter is, at that time, I think it was something like 50,000 or 100,000 even websites being created every single day on you know, all these various topics, all these, you know, from anything from science and engineering to, to comedy to uh, religious studies to the, you know, theology and things like that, all the way down to politics and news. Like, how dare you not know what's going on in your generation? And I, I took that to heart. I really took that to heart at, at, you know, as a junior or senior in high school, it really kind of clicked in my head. I thought, you know, well, I have the power at my fingertips to know and learn about just about anything. There's this website that I go to and I recommend it to people all the time. I'm like, they're not a sponsor or anything like that. So I'm not going to say it um, on the, on the cast here, but I, there's these educational resources that you can go out and you can just sit down and watch videos. Uh, when I got the new, Apple software on my phone and I knew that people were going to be coming to me about this and going, "Hey, Derek, you know, what do I do with this? What do I do with that? What is with the new iOS? I think it was 9 when I when I did this." But there's a website that has like six and a half hours of video and and course information. And you have to pay for it, but it's cheap. It's like, you know, under 50 bucks a month and I'm a member. I use it all the time. But like when you're sitting around and you you just like make a list of these things that you want to learn about. And when you're sitting around not doing anything, go learn something. It's online. Okay? It's all right there at your fingertips. But that being said, you know, the internet's this hugely, immensely powerful tool. It's probably the most powerful thing that's ever existed. Just overall, in general, the internal combustion engine, electricity, of course, the internet wouldn't exist without electricity. I mean, electricity is right there. So you've got electricity, the internal combustion combustion engine, modern medicine, and the internet. I, I, I can't, I think those are probably the top four greatest inventions by man ever, okay? Now, the problem is access. But the positive is, the greatest strength of it is access. The greatest power, the greatest strength, as well as the greatest weakness of the internet is access. The fact that everybody can get out there, everybody can give or take whatever they want from the internet. You can put up a website saying anything you want to say. You can consume any website that you choose to consume. You can read it, you can watch the videos, you can listen to the podcast, you can do whatever you want. But to individuals who are not discerning people, they can go, they can get information that's incorrect and then they take that information and they act on it or live by it or just walk away thinking it's true. So that's the problem with the internet. Now, it's an easy problem to solve. The way you solve it is you check your resources. You understand where the information that you're consuming is coming from before you decide how to apply it, before you decide to act on it, throw it away, live by it, or just file it away in your memory banks as a little piece of truth. And, you know, the, the tr that's what people don't understand. A lot of stuff that you read is 
opinion. It's somebody's opinion about a fact. I, When you're listening to this podcast, this is my opinion. What I'm giving you are not facts. What I'm giving you are opinions that are based on facts that I have consumed and digested and filed away and decided what to do with those things. Whether the facts are true or not are on me as the individual to go out and verify. Trust but verify. So read, learn it, understand it, but also know where that person who's who's writing the article that you're reading or creating the video that you're watching get the other side of it get the get the you know the devil's advocate version of that story okay get the 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 mirror image of that you know if you're reading a conservative article or an article written by a conservative writer make sure you find a liberal writer who's writing about the same thing and compare the two see what both of their sources are go back if it's something that really interests you. Otherwise, just leave it alone. Don't talk about it. Don't spread it around. Don't let it affect your, your voting habits or you know your, your political leanings. Unless you've really boiled it down. I see so much garbage out there that is just that. It's just garbage. The biggest piece of garbage I saw this morning was a guy who posted you know one of these leftist web... Uh, uh, Facebook pages or whatever it is. And it's a picture of a nun. It's a picture of a woman in a burqa. And it says, if one of these offends you and the other one doesn't, then you have a problem. Like, that is such a, you know, perpetuating this idea of Islamophobia. Like, if you have a problem with... And, and I said, well, that's two totally different types of people. Two different mindsets. Two different worldviews. Two different uh, methods of spreading their religion. And... I don't think that either one is, um, you know, something that I subscribe to. However, if I was looking for a bomb that was strapped to somebody and there were a crowd of people and I saw those two people standing aside, I can tell you I'm not searching the nun for the bomb, not at least, for, not, not first at least. So that was my response. And then the guy said, well, you know, you you just need to crawl into your bed and never come out if you're afraid of Muslims. And, you know, my response to that is, you know, I, I'm i not afraid of Muslims. I'm not like this Islamophobia thing is not a real thing. Like there aren't, you know, I've met people who are Muslim, obvious, overtly Muslim, wearing the, you know, the head, the headdress and all that stuff. I, I have no problem with those people. But I'm at least aware of my surroundings. I'm not stupid. You know, I, I do pay attention to what's going on. And it's just really sad when somebody, when I when when I talk to somebody or I meet somebody and they're in such denial. They are they are so afraid of not being with the cool kids that they won't say anything about anybody that could be construed as negative unless of course they're a Christian or just on the, on the political right of things. You know, you can bash those people all you want to, and you can still sit with the cool kids at lunch. So it just comes from this whole slew of just incorrect information that we have out there. Um, 
you know, whether it's on the internet, whether it's on CNN, whether it's on Fox News, whether it's on the left side of politics, whether it's on the right side of politics, the fake stuff is what you have to sift through, okay? And the, the, stigma that comes with naming something okay so like the stigma that i was that i received today was you know you're islamophobic because you think that um a nun and a woman wearing a muslim headdress are different so you think there's a difference between those two so you're a you're islamophobic and i'm like you know it has nothing to do with it i'm not catholophobic if i think nuns are silly you know i that's not the situation, but all this fake information this person's been consuming thinks that people who are aware of Islam and the teaching of the teachings of Islam that are you know overtly violent in many ways, that people who are aware of that have some sort of mental problem. They have some sort of psychological issue with them that causes them to think that. Okay. That's a perfect example of something that comes from fake information, fake news, incorrect information. Perfect example. But now Google is coming out and they're, they're kind of doing what, what I would consider uh, soft censorship. So they're not allowing anybody to, uh, you know, they, they run their own algorithm. It's the most popular search engine on the internet. They have their algorithm where they can filter certain things out or boost certain things up to the top. They want good content on their pages. I, I've made a living for the, the last eight years uh, knowing how to basically coerce Google into moving your website up higher and higher and higher in the rankings. Because if you're number one on the first page, you can make some serious money for your business because that's great advertising. And that's called search engine optimization. So understanding how that works is important to kind of discern what's what's happening here. But Google has said that basically they're going to be filtering out their ad system uh, and their algorithm to eliminate fake news websites. And that raises an obvious question because... I hear Fox News referred to as fake news all the time. Um, you know, the, the Daily Show on on Comedy Central, uh, John Oliver's show uh, this week, this week or last week tonight, I think it's called. You know, shows that I watch, stuff that I actually, you know, <laughs> I'll catch an episode just because it's on and and it's good and it's funny and. I think John Oliver's breakdown on the FIFA organization was absolutely fantastic. I also think that his breakdown on uh, the idea of financial advisors and what their duties and what their responsibilities to their customers are, uh, especially the non-fiduciary financial advisors, was fantastic. It's great information. I mean, you, you, you turn off the episode. If it's something that, that, that interests you, the episode ends, you turn the TV off, and you look it up. You fact check. You see, if, holy crap, is that actually a real thing? And you look it up and you learn that, you know, either yes, it is, or no, this guy blew this out of proportion and you can file it away. But now Google is deciding who and who is and who isn't fake, fake news. Now, they haven't really been descriptive about how they're going to do this or how they're going to, you know, apply these filters or eliminating these, you know, different sites from their search engines. But... 
you know, Google's a pretty liberal organization from everything I've heard and seen. And um, I can't imagine that they enjoy Fox News. I can't imagine that the the higher ups at Google, you know, those rich liberal people who want to give everybody else's money away but want to keep their own. I can't imagine those people hanging out watching Fox News. I, I would imagine those people probably deeming Fox News as fake. When in the meantime, I watch CNN and I've mentioned it before, but Chris Cuomo comes out after Donald Trump won the election and said, this is going to be an administration that requires constant scrutiny. We're going to have to stay on top of these guys and always question everything they do. And I laughed and kind of wanted to throw my stapler on my desk through the television set because I'm screaming, that's what you're supposed to do all the time. Where have you been for the last eight years? I mean, Chris Cuomo basically confessed on live television on CNN that he has not been doing his job and didn't realize even what his job was until Trump got elected. So how is that not fake news? Anyway, that's it for today. I hope that uh, you have a fantastic week and weekend. 